for your consideration for a few moments tonight, if you would stand in honor of the Word of God, I would. Um, I, I want to just take you to a, a passage that has been uh, troubling my heart, and I hope that it would stir you. Romans, the 13th chapter. I think I may have mentioned it the other day, but um, I want to go back to it for a few moments, and I will not keep you long, I promise. It's, eight, it's 12 after 8 right now. Uh, you'll give me 20 minutes, I'll, I'll be through. Romans chapter 13 and uh, verse number 11 says, And that knowing the time, that now, everybody say now. Everybody say now. Amen. Now. Now. Not now. We've got to put the emphasis on it. That sounds like meow. That's it. Now. Now. That's the emphasis of the Greek text. It is not quiet. It was now. It is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to Fulfill the lust thereof. And that knowing the time, there is something about that knowledge that should spur us, it should push us, it should awaken us to an understanding of what is before us. And I pray that God would help us tonight to be awakened Amen. You may be seated. I want to take you again to Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew chapter 24, the disciples asked Jesus, What were the signs of the end? Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? What is the sign? What, what are the trigger points that should make us wake up and realize that this is the hour? We need to be awake and alert. What's the sign? of thy coming and of the end of the world. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. 
See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall destroy or or betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. I think we all understand tonight that this passage of Scripture that we find in Matthew 24 has been the news of the day in which we live. But I think it is important that as a church we go back ever so often and remind ourselves of where we are and what we are living in. We are living in the last days. And he said that seeing the time, knowing the time, it is high time to awake out of sleep and slumber. It's time to put off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Matthew, when Jesus was asked what will be the signs of the end, he gave them things that were indicators. And I am certain that there were things that were mentioned here that could be found in various time frames of man. But none of them found all together in one time. But we have come to live and see a day when all of those indicators are on the the scene right now. And the first indicator of the end that Jesus mentioned was that there would be in the last hour a polluted pulpit. Amen. A polluted pulpit. You say, where do you get that from? I get that from where Jesus said Take heed that no man deceive you. For there will come in that hour many in my name, calling my name and professing my name, but deceiving those who hear them. I think you and I live in a day when the pulpits of the world are being polluted on a daily basis polluted by men who do not have the courage to preach, thus saith the Lord. Men and women who are trying to find things more culturally relevant. I'm not trying to be culturally relevant anymore. I want to be cross-relevant. I want to tie my life and my soul and my future to the cross of Calvary and what that cross purchased for my salvation I'm not interested in whether 
or not they approve of my message. I'm not interested in whether or not I make friends or influence people. What I want to do in this hour is preach the Word of God. And I do not want this pulpit to be polluted by compromise or by a, an unwillingness to take a stand for righteousness. I don't know what the future holds, but I am certain of this, that the agenda of those that are trying to destroy the influence of the church is not going to be content with acceptance. They're not going to be content until they own. Amen. They're not going to be satisfied until they rule and they are in authority. And so we live in an hour when the pulpits of America and the world are being polluted by messages that are anything but the Word of God. I have news for you, church. This is not a place for, for, for you to get a self-help program. This is a place for you to get a soul help program. And to get soul help, you've got to deal with the issues of the soul and that sin and failure and all that goes along with the fallen side of man. I am not here tonight to preach to you to be popular, but I do want to be pleasing to God. When I stand before Him, I want Him to say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want Him to be able to say that you preached the Word and you were instant in season and out of season, that you reproved and you rebuked with all long-suffering and doctrine. I don't want to stand before God and have anybody look at me and say, Well, Brother Hughes, if you had just preached it, I would have lived it. Amen. I'm going to preach the Word of God, whether it's popular or not. And I believe that what we need are more churches that will do just that. But the hour in which we live is not only marked by a polluted pulpit, but it was marked by political turmoil. He said there will be wars and rumors of wars. There are going to be things that are going to come up that are going to come up in the most shocking of places. Our eyes are fixed on a certain part of the world. And certainly that is where... A lot of the activity is going on. But where the eye really needs to be is on Israel. Because Israel is God's timetable in the earth. And whatever's happening to Israel is part of God's eternal plan. So I don't really care about what's going on in Afghanistan or Iraq or anywhere else. What I want to know is what's going on in Jerusalem. What's going on in Israel. What is happening with God's people. I have read recently of the uh, of the uh, the priests in Israel that are calling for their people to come home. They are making a call out to the world. It's time for you to come home. What is that? But a sign that we live in the last hour. There are more things that are being discovered every day in that city of Jerusalem that will verify that this book is true and it is trustworthy. But that political turmoil, I, I, don't, I don't care what happens in the next two years in America, it doesn't really matter. 
this world is messed up and it's not going to be fixed in the next two years or the next ten years. The only fix that's going to come to the world is going to come by the way of the church. It's going to come from here. It's going to start in us. It's going to be something that we go out into the world with and we do what God called us to do. And that's be a witness. Political turmoil. It's everywhere. Amen. And it's not going to change. So don't get stressed out about it. Don't get worried about it. You know what? If we have Mickey Mouse as president, it's not going to make a hill of beans difference. Amen. It's not. The only thing that matters is the Lord still sits upon the circle of the earth. And that the Lord is still in control of everything that's going on here in this world. And there is a plan, there is a plan, and there is a purpose that is being fulfilled. And what I need to do is get hooked into God's plan and God's purpose. And then it won't matter what political things happen. It will not matter what happens in the world. Another sign of the end time would be a pluralistic philosophy. That simply means that there would be many voices that would say, I am Christ. I am Christ. This is the way. Here's another way. And so the world is being drawn by many voices right now. But the true voice, the voice of the church, needs to rise above and beyond those voices and let its voice be heard. If there was ever a time we need to get outside of these four walls and let our light shine, it's now. Everybody say now. Now. Because they are hearing on every hand that there are other ways to get to God. There are many ways. As a matter of fact, there are those that say getting to God is like going to New York City. And there are many roads that lead into New York City. Well... There are a lot of roads that lead to New York City. But I'm not going to New York City. I'm going to a new Jerusalem. And the last time I checked, there's only one road that leads to that new Jerusalem. And it leads by the way of Calvary. It leads by the way of the blood. It leads by the way of the name of Jesus. It leads by the way of a spirit-filled soul. That is the road that leads to heaven. That's the road I'm interested in. And while there are voices around us that are applauding and they are heralding the many philosophies of the world, and there is such a mixture nowadays, it's hard to know, even Christianity. Some of the things that I hear that come out of the pulpits of America, it's amazing, it's embarrassing that that would be preached in a pulpit. But that's the world we live in. That's why as a church we need to rise up and say, God, help me to let my light shine. If there was ever an hour we needed to wake up and shake ourselves and say, this is it. This is our time. We don't have a lot of time left. We better do what we can If there was ever an hour that I need to be stirred, I need to be stirred now. If there was ever an hour that I need to be motivated to get up and do something for God, I need to do it now. Everybody say now. Surely we live in the closing hours. And I don't know 
how close it is to midnight, but it's so close that if the Lord were to show us tonight, it would scare some people half to death because they don't really think that we're that close, but we are. In a twinkling of an eye, church is going to be taken out of this world. And when it happens, I certainly want to be among that number. But I don't want to be by myself. I think part of, the, part of the glory of the other world is going to be able to look around and see the people that you influenced that are there because you influenced them. Amen. I don't believe the Lord's going to let us look back and see what's left here because of, uh, of the trial and the hurt that it would bring. But I do believe that when you get to heaven, I believe you're going to be able to look around and realize, hey, I had a part in that person's life. I taught that person a Bible study. I brought them to church. I witnessed to them. I, I just told them about what had happened to me. I didn't even know how to spell Bible, but I told them my life story. And next thing you know, they're sitting beside me in a church. What would happen if we would just go tell our story. Somebody's waiting. Somebody's listening. Somebody's hungry. 17 young people. How many more will be there next week? 15, 20, 30 young adults that are going. I have no idea where the end of this is going to be, but I do know this. It's going to end with great revival. Amen. 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 It's time. It's high time. I said it's high time to awake, shake yourself, and say this, this is my hour. This is my time. Amen. Let's stand together. Praise God.